The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome into the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. We're going to be covering the Boston Celtics, going over some little draft things, talk about some other things involving the Celtics, just kind of deep diving. Don't forget to go ahead and check us out on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics. You can also find me on Twitter at Ball and Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. You can also follow Lucas at... Luca underscore Gainer, L-U-C-A underscore G-A-Y-N-O-R. How you doing today, Lucas? I cannot complain myself. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for the draft tomorrow. Hopefully a lot of trades go down. You know, that's what all the reporting's saying. You know, unfortunately, Celtics probably won't be involved, but nonetheless, I'm excited. How about I'm you, actually, I'm, I'm actually excited that we're not involved, to be honest, because it's just... We got out the way where there's no pressure on our front office really right now to do anything, and we're kind of just sitting pat and relaxing. It's one time we get to kind of kick our feet up and not worry about it. Don't have to worry about the whole, oh, look what Danny Ainge is doing stuff this year. It's <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's a little no, refreshing. It is nice. Yeah, that Danny Ainge anxiety is fully gone. And then, honestly, there's no pressure on Brad to you know hit on a first-round pick because we don't have one. So I also kind of like that. That makes this a little, a little more of a stress-free night, and I can just enjoy all the chaos. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to probably go into some of these guys here and, and talk about them. But uh, I, I heard that you wanted to kind of talk about a, a guy who also went in the first round. It was more of a draft stash, right, from Danny Ainge's time? Yes, but he did go in the second round. Oh, well, was yeah. it second round? That's yes. Um, but, Patrick, you are talking about Israeli point guard Yam Madar. He was picked number 47 um, in the 2020 draft. He's 20 years old. He's about 6'3", 6'4". Um, and honestly, I like loved this guy. When I watched his draft highlights, he had areas he needed to improve on. He wasn't a terrific shooter. He was really like lanky. He was not very uh, built at all. It is very clear to me that Yam... Also, his name is Yam, so like I'm super in on that. But he clearly addressed some concerns he had with this game. Um, he's a much better shooter. Um, if I had to give like a uh, a comp for his game, he honestly reminds me a little bit of like Terry Rozier, um, but I would say he's much more willing passer than Terry. But th- that same kind of like uh, explosive uh, pull up off the dribble type of guy, uh, makes steals, jump passing lanes, pickpockets. Um, so I'm just loving this guy, and he's playing in summer league this summer. So I just cannot wait. Uh, see this man play i actually believe in this man so much i looked for a hapwell tel aviv jersey of his uh unfortunately <laughs> i couldn't find it, but I, I swear that's wild that's wild um I, i'm just waiting for that first time that like if he ever gets into the game and i know he's going to be probably playing for the summer league in in las vegas starting in august 8th but um i think something that's going to be funny is when he first gets that dunk and there's like oh and yam yams it out or something like that it's gonna the wording is going to get really funky there for sure. Uh, the Every announcer is going to love that dad joke. They're going to let that one fly. And yam, yams it in. I'm like, all right, you know, it's a uh, quote with the low-hanging fruit. Um, but, you know, we are going to hear that. But honestly, I think he's going to open a lot of eyes at Summer League. I'm not saying I think he's going to win Summer League MVP. 
Not that that's even super indicative of anything, because um, remember, Svi Mikhailu won the Summer League MVP. So, you know, it's not super indicative. But I will think his shooting off the dribble and his explosiveness and defense will open some eyes. And I'm really, really excited to see him against uh, fringe NBA-level competition as opposed to the EuroLeague and uh, Israeli competition he's been playing against. Yeah, man, I'm reading up on him right now. Israel Premier League, he became the youngest player to win the Most Improved Player Award last season. Uh, he's a point guard that averaged 17 points, 5, 5.2 assists over 33 minutes per game, um, post-career best uh, with his perimeter shooting. He, it looks like he made all the strides that the Celtics were probably hopeful when they stashed him. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the 6'3 guard has, uh, has in store for when he comes over uh, to the Summer League and plays for the Celtics. Yeah, and anyone who uh, and anyone who like wants to watch him, like a bunch of his uh, highlights, like of all his possessions, are on YouTube. And I promise you, you'll be a little bit excited uh, when you go watch this man play because he's at the very least he's a fun player to watch, like already. Um, so he's going to bring some some excitement. But you know, I think we should temper expectations a little bit. I'm probably getting a little carried away. <laughs> oh, what man? You don't think he's the next second coming of you know like Steph Curry or something? Now, I may have referred to him as the Israeli Steph Curry before. I probably should keep that one in my back pocket because he might not even uh, make the Celtics roster. <laughs> so, uh, fair enough. You know, we have to temper my expectations a little bit. All right, let's jump into what everybody probably tuned in to the show to actually listen to as far as uh, what the show is all about today, and that's uh, the NBA draft with the 45th selection in the, the 2021 draft, man. What are some guys uh, you want to throw out your first name that you're thinking of today? Um. So... I want defense and three-point shooting uh, in the draft at pick number 45. And a guy who could potentially be there with both of those things is Pepperdine's Kessler Edwards. Um, He was only a three-star recruit coming out of high school, and he's really worked his way up to being a legit 3-and-D prospect in the NBA. Um, you know, he's six foot eight, about 205, 210 pounds. Um, He has a lot of versatility on defense. You know, he can switch pretty well. Um, he can also, he protected the rim a decent amount at Pepperdine. Um, I would not anticipate that being uh, one of his strong suits at the NBA level, obviously, just because um, of the athletic differences. But this man, even though it's unorthodox, he has a knockdown jumper, man. Um, he shot 40% on almost 400 attempts, 380 attempts in three years of college. Um, so, you know, I just think he's a really versatile defender and a, and a three-point shooter. And he his weaknesses are that he doesn't really create himself. He's not a great playmaker. But honestly, that's not what I, I want the Celtics to look for at 45. Because, you know, we have a bunch of players who are going to have the ball in their hands already. I want a guy who is going to play defense with effort and intelligence and be able to knock down open threes uh, when they when they get the opportunity. No, absolutely. I could totally see why the – the emphasis is on uh, possibly getting that that wing guy or three and D type player, just adding some more depth to this team because there's a lot of times that um, we watched last season where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had to sit and sometimes they were sitting at the same time. But however, they just they kind of the offense really got stagnant. Um, the forwards were, weren't very strong coming off the bench. You know, I know we were really young, so um, maybe just getting a guy that that kind of gives a little bit more energy, some more scoring threat would definitely be uh, a step in the right direction. Um, a guy yeah. who I really was. Uh, well, if I can just make one last point, real quick about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kessler. Sorry to cut you off. I just want Kessler is I, uh, to me strikes me as the guy who's you know has a pretty high floor as a as a good player. Um, you know, due to his defensive versatility and shooting. 
but he doesn't have a super high ceiling. And just, I just want to say, I just want people to know he has like a pretty low ceiling. Um, so he's not a guy who's going to develop into an all-star or anything. Um, that's not at all what I, what I'm looking for in this pick. I'm just looking for a solid role player who can fit in around the team. I just want people what? to understand 45th, 45th pick. You're not expecting to be an all-star. That's crazy. Hey, I'm just saying I, it's not, there are some guys you can take a shot on in the second round who do have considerable upside. Kessler Edwards, I think can be a really good player, but I, I wouldn't say he has, uh, you know, the upside of some other guys you could take a swing on at 45. No, man, I, I like I like Kessler Edwards. You know, um, the things that I've, I've seen him, uh, I've actually watched some film on him as well. And the thing that I probably am, am not so happy about is his lack of self-creation. Like, I, I just feel like he, he kind of struggles in that. He, he's oh, really totally. loose when he handles the basketball. Um, doesn't have a really good handle for it. And I, I just watch him shoot sometimes, and his, his release seems just a little weird at me at oh. times. It looks like it definitely used some polishing in that regards. Um, but, man, is he, he's fun to watch on the defensive end, and he's he's just super, super good at cutting off of the drives and everything like that. He's he's always active. I like how he's, he has a motor running at all times. So definitely a guy that I wouldn't mind um, the yeah. Celtics landing on at 45 if he's there. And I don't hate I don't the orthodox know. release. Like, if your jumper works to me, I say, you know, of course you can always clean up mechanics, but I, if a guy's jumper is good, even if it looks weird, like Larry Bird, man, he had one of the weirdest jumpers ever. Uh, I'm all for just cleaning up mechanics, but I don't have a, a problem with this jump shot release. But who I know who you're about to talk about. Uh, I'll say his his release is a little more orthodox. It's very pretty. Uh, why don't you get into it? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the guy who I'm just gushing over and, Really hoping is there. He should be there for the Celtics at 45, although there is possibilities he does go ahead as well. You know, that's just how it is. Some guys drop. Some guys get taken too early. It happens every draft. But Joe's Wisecamp is a guy out of the University of Iowa that I've been eyeing a lot. He's a 6'7", shooting guard slash small forward, uh, three-point specialist type guy. A guy who's really, really good. Um, at setting his feet, getting a good shot up. He's able to create for himself. I was watching some film on him. Um, really good uh, taking advantage of screens and be able to pull up. He's also really active off of screens. He knows how to get and shake his defender and get open. He kind of reminds me of a um, Duncan Robinson type protege. I'm not saying he's going to be Duncan Robinson. I'm just saying that that's kind of like the mold that he really is. And honestly, when I really did dive into him, I found out that he had an incredible vertical. The dude had a 42-inch vertical leap at the draft combine, which is insane for a guy who's known for a you know, shooting stroke that's really nice. And I've seen in projections of drafts that him go as high as 27th in the you know and i've also seen him go you know far as like 50th so it's it's all depends on where the celtics see him on their draft board and also kind of an idea of where other teams kind of see him as well and, and what other players are going to be available at that time but the dude is is really good he has a he's a plus size in his wingspan he showed improvement at finishing at the rim so he's going to be good at taking it to the rim um, he gets used to that 42-inch vertical. The things that he's just not good at is just defense is a little bit wary at times. He he lacks the lateral quickness, not very good right there. He's also not good at closing out on defenders. Uh, he can't guard in the post pretty much at all. You don't really need much of that uh, as far as him being a shooting guard. But if he's going to play some small forward, there's a lot of small forwards in a, in a very forward-driven league that's going to take advantage of that. I mean, we have two guys – that are forwards on our team, the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that really like to create 
in that post move area. And so he really needs to build up there. Um, he, he also gets lost in screens on the other end. Um, defensive end is just really bad. Lack of, he just has a lack of control on defense. So I just want him to – if we do end up going that route, we, need, we would need him to start to develop in the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, totally. He's going to have to be able to hold his own, I think, to see the floor, especially as a rookie playing for uh, Ime, because I know Ime is the guy who holds his players to a high defensive standard. But personally, man, I would love Wiesham, man. He's a knockdown shooter. He has good size. You know, he can move off the ball. Um, he, like you said, he has a 42-inch vertical leap, which I, you know, did not expect from Wieskamp. But, you know, that shows he has some athleticism to uh, compete at the NBA level. So I, I, I would be a fan of that pick for sure at 45. Well, yeah, absolutely. And just, just to give people an idea of how well of a shooter he is, um, the dude shot 46.3% last year, and over three seasons he's 41% three-point shooter. And he's not just taking spot-up three-pointers he's creating for himself he's coming off picks you know he's going in transition and the best part is like he shoots 33.9 percent off the dribble like and that's really well for somebody who is um, a good shooter already and then also he's he's insane he's literally insane when it comes to fast breaks and he has a really good um way to finish at He's able to grab the rebound and just take off with it. He can finish at the rim in the open floor. And as far as the open floor goes, he shoots 69.1% when it's in a transition and the open floor is there. So he's the type of guy where, like, you run right to that corner. You have Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown running down the court, and he's he's right there in the corner. That's, like, the most ideal situation. Those are a lot of times that shots that we wish we were hitting last season that we just quite weren't. Yeah, no, that's exa- exactly. Like, we, you know, what's crazy is Wieskamp, and I know they play different positions, but Wieskamp and Grant Williams are the same size. They are both six foot six. Obviously, Grant has, give or take, 40, 50 pounds on him, and we know Grant is a small ball five. But, like, what if we have Wieskamp in the corner on a fast break instead of Grant? I think that's going to make our offense uh, hum a lot smoother. No shade to Grant. Like yeah, Wieskamp. Weisskamp's shooting is, is what we were probably expecting out of Neesmith unfairly um, to start last year, to be honest. Sorry, can you repeat that? I said um, I think uh, Neesmith is what we thought we were going to get when it comes to shooting, and I, I think that's what Weisskamp can bring. Right. But no, Neesmith, I mean, even a bench, like I feel like that is going to be able to make our bench lineups even a little more stable, like improve Neesmith next year because he did show us he was a good shooter and a good defender. Like Wise Camp, um, and then Tatum at the four, and then we have someone running the one, like without Jalen on the court. Like that, I feel like is an offense that will be able to actually stay on the court because of the shooting ability, uh, which is something the Celtics, you know, severely have lacked on their bench units. Uh, because guys like Carson Edwards, you know, they need the ball in their hands to make shots. Wise Camp's a guy who can just catch and fire, and that's that's what we love to see. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, well, who's your second guy in this draft that you're feeling? Uh, um. You know, should I go? Do you want the uh, the unlikely one because they'll be gone, or the unlikely one because they might not? Get I, I, I think the people want to hear it just to hear it, man. I mean, okay. whatever you. So feel I'll go. Is, I'll just say, strong. you know, he's a. I feel like he's a a second round name that pretty much everyone is saying right now, just out of respect for how good he is. Uh, it's JT Thor. You know, I don't think he's going to fall to forty five. This would maybe be if he if he you know did drop in the draft, um, and you know maybe uh, like was in the early 30s, uh, the Celtics could maybe trade up for him. You know, he's a stretch four who could, you know, play the play the five. Also, he's six foot ten, has a long wingspan. Um, 
you know, it would be steal of the year. Exactly. That's what, you know, Drew just said down in the comments. If he falls to 45, it would be insane. Uh, that's more of a little trade up towards the beginning of the second round, like I said, but he can swallow up guards defensively with his length and athleticism. You know, he's a pretty good athlete for his size. Um, you know, he projects to be a decent floor spacer. You know, he only, he shot 30% from three. I don't like to get boiled down in percentages, but he did shoot 75% from the free throw line uh, around 74.1. So that shows me he has some touch. Um, so he could develop into like a standstill pick and pop guy. But I mean, his highlight reels, you know, some of the most crazy things you'll see. Um, so, you know, he would maybe need need to develop a little bit uh, to be engaged all the time because his highlights aren't representative of like his entire game. You know, he can uh, disappear for a little bit at times when you watch his tape, but uh, if the Celtics got JT Thor, I don't know. I'll start doing cartwheels right now. Uh, I I wish JT Thor falls to us. If JT Thor falls to the Celtics at 45, I will be ordering a JT Thor Jersey right away. Wow. You're going to be one too. <laughs> yeah, hey man, hey man, you know, um, maybe we get some more sponsorships on the show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's the way to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for sure, um, definitely, JT Thor is a guy that I I'm actually bullish about as well. Um, I did a little dive on him, but then I also like had to temper down on my expectations because I don't think he's falling out. No, that's. If you think he goes like first couple picks in the second round, and yeah. it's, it's not. We're, we're, we're crying. We're going to be crying uh, as we see him get picked. And it's a guy that I'm going to watch regardless if he plays for the Celtics or not. To be honest, I'm going to be intrigued with uh, how he develops in the league. I think he's going to take about two years to develop into it, what he's going to be good. But I, I think he has a lot of upside, a lot of upside. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I feel like JT Thor is a name with a ton of buzz right now. Um, like everyone, I feel like, you know – the only way we would get him would be in a trade-up, I, I would assume, um, because there's just so much buzz around his name that a lot of teams are going to be pining for that steal. Um, so, you know, it's not likely. Just keep an eye out if there is a trade-up. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked for JT Thor to be that guy. 100%. 100%. Like, um, I, I hope he drops those, man. I don't think it's going to happen, though. It's, it's going to be kind of disappointing to watch him go to another team. Uh, especially because when we had a pick that was kind of earlier in the first round, I don't think he, he'd be worth to go at 14, but uh, it would definitely would have been easier to like trade back at that position and take him later in the first round. But um going to be a great player, I think, in the NBA. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you got a, you got your second guy after Wies Camp? Yeah, he's man, number one. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I got a bunch of other guys here, so I think I'm going to drop. Uh, the second guy is a 3-and-D swingman, um, shooting guard slash small forward. Again, you know, I'm hitting on the shooting guard small forward type position because we're, we're both on agreement that we're full-blown Marcus Smart starting point guard for this next season. Um, not really worried about the point guard position, especially in a second-round draft. Uh, not really looking like you're going to find that starting caliber point guard Anyways, um, but a guy I really like is out of Michigan State is Aaron Henry. Um, he has been projected to go as high as the twentieth overall, but he's also been projected to, to you know fall somewhere around in the in the low forties, which you know forty fifth pick. You never know what can happen. A couple more spots, he lands right to us. Uh, shooting guard, uh, he's about to be twenty two, six six, two ten. Um, averaged fifteen points, five rebounds, uh, three assists. Very switchable, a good rebounder, really good cutter, has a great floater. He kind of reminds me of a, a younger Jalen Brown where he didn't quite have the efficiency well uh, of the shot from deep. 
really is questionable as far as if that will transition. But the indication is the free throw percentage is 76.2%, and he shot nearly 50% from the two-point range. So uh, the 29.6 from three is can be worrisome for some people, and he tends to be a little bit streaky, and he's a, he definitely needs to have a better handle on the basketball. But his ability to um, finish, I think, in traffic is really good. He's a, a great on-ball defender, has a good athletic frame, good score off the dribble. He's comfortable with both hands. He finishes well with his left and his right. And he, he shot over 50% from the mid-range. And that he literally yells Jalen Brown after the season he just had. I mean, that's that's something that I can definitely live with is a, definitely like a project type Jalen Brown. No, I, I would definitely not mind him at all at, at 45. Um, with that being said, you know, I feel like right now uh, I'm looking for the mold of a player who's going to step up and be able to knock down shots right away. And, you know, make an immediate impact. Obviously, you know, that's a luxury at 45. Um, and I don't think taking a swing on a guy is bad at all. Um, but, you know, I would prefer, I think, the Celtics lean in a little more of a, a, a NBA-ready guy. You know, sort of a plug-and-play type of guy who might might not have that high of a ceiling, but can impact right now. But if we did go for a ceiling swing at 45, I feel like he's about as good as we're going to get. Unless maybe oh. John Christopher falls. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, you're talking about this guy here, and we're talking about Ime coming in and, and having this defensive mind. Well, you look at Aaron Henry, and you go, well, let's look at his resume. Well, he was Big Ten all defense. Like, <laughs> this guy was third team all Big Ten. You know, he wasn't really highly recruited out of high school, but he was first team in high school. Like, he is a, a guy who has potential to really, really explode on the defensive side, and the offensive side is where he's got to polish more. And looking at how last season was and how we were just like this really poor defensive team, um, having a guy just come in and just being able to take some load off of a Jalen Brown or a Marcus Smart and just defend and be really switchable one through three is something that is very intriguing to me. A guy that can can earn minutes right away. You can play great defense, man. Um, you're going to earn minutes in the NBA. You're going to get playing time. The, the guys like Tony Allen, um, Avery Bradley, guys like that have proven that, that you don't have – you can slowly develop your offensive game and become um, a good, decent offensive player. But as long as you got that great defense, you're going to get playing time. And that's why I like Aaron Henry. Yeah, 100%. That's how you play yourself onto the court as a rookie. You know, remember when Jalen was a rookie, he would get subbed out for defensive lapses, not missed shots or even turnovers. You know, Brad would just, you know, if he made a defensive mistake, there was no – he just took him out. So uh, if you're a smart defender, um, that is really how you play yourself onto the court, especially – on the Celtics teams the last few years, um, Brad is still involved. So, and Ime is a defensive guy. So I think that's still a, uh, still something that can get you time on the court. But, uh, my next guy here, um, I'm going, he's a little bit more of a, a three, four, as opposed to a two, three is Isaiah livers out of Michigan, as opposed to Michigan state, like your boy. Um, but no, he's a uh, six, seven, two He's a little heftier. Um, you know, he profiles as I would say probably as a stretch four, um, maybe some three, uh, he's not a terrific dribbler, but um, that's not what we're getting him for again. He's a really good shooter. He only shot under 40% one out of his four years in Michigan. Uh, he was over 40% the other three years for a career 41%. Um, and honestly, his efficiency went up as his volume went up as well. So that is always something I like to see because, you know, if you're shooting more shots and you're shooting better, that 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 says a lot of good things to me. And plus, he's a he's a over 85% free throw shooter. Uh Every year by his sophomore year. Um, 
and his freshman year, but he barely was taking any free throws then. But no, I want him because he's a physical guy and he's a smart defender who can make threes. So I can't, I don't know if you guys have seen a theme here. I don't need a guy that does too much. I want a guy who can hold his own on defense um, and knock down open shots. Nuora, another, I mean, sorry, excuse me. I said Nuora. Livers is another guy who uh, does not have a super high ceiling, but he's kind of a plug and play right now type of guy. Um, you know, I just think that's a, that's a, this is probably more realistic than any other player I've said. I said uh, JT Thor, and then my guy was uh, Kessler Edwards. I think that Isaiah Liver is the most realistic out of these three um, to fall to us at 45. Um, but, you know, I would be, uh, I would be happy for sure. No, man, I, I like that pick. Um, I think it's going to be a, a different direction if they did choose him, you know, obviously going with the, the bigger player and, and trying to develop that. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. We definitely have a four situation that we need to uh, address. Um, and, because and, I mean, yeah, I guess I would say to put him in in relative terms to our roster, he to me is providing the same you know role sort of as Grant in that four spot. He's not going to play the small ball five like Grant could, but he's basically what Grant would be if he's a tiny bit more athletic and good guarding on ball and a much better shooter. That's the same. The similar roles. They don't play the similar games, but I, I, he would take over that role to me. Uh, as I mean, that, Brent's you know, definitely trying to. Uh, he's definitely trying to uh, get that that three point shot down. It seems. Like I, he's, I need he's it. Been a, I need. We it. need it. We need it, or else it, you know he's got like one more year, and like one of these young guys we draft. Who knows if they develop? It's like your spot can be replaced if you can't hit down open jumpers, man. No, because it's, it's people tough. are getting cut this year. I mean, there's a couple guys that are just not going to make the roster if we bring in an undrafted free agent and draft someone at 45. Uh, no, there's some, there's some guys who are going to get cut who are on the roster. You know, Carson. And then you got there. Yam. You still got Yam, man. If Yam exactly. Great summer league. He might earn himself a spot on this. I'm a Yam roster. truther, and I really want him to earn a roster spot, uh, given his performance at summer league. But yeah, no, Isaiah Liver. I think that's a guy you guys should keep an eye out on. Uh, you know, he he's going to come in pretty ready to go. But he's not uh, hes not going to improve a ton. Like, obviously, he's going to improve like NBA player – every NBA player does who, like, you – like, okay. Not every NBA player improves. Like, we've seen James Young. But he, has, he can make incremental improvements. He's not going to take a massive leap like Jalen Brown. That's not who this player profiles as at all. Makes sense. No, I, I, I love the I love the pick there, Lucas. And I'm actually going to stay on the Isaiah train for my pick here. And I'm going with a guy who's actually was in the G League, G League playing for the Ignite. Um, a guy that plays power forward slash small forward, 6'10", 220, 19-year-old, um, really good, had 12, averaged 12 points, five rebounds, um, really solid guy. Um, I liked Isaiah Todd. Um, I, I t- Isaiah Todd is a stretch four, um, exactly kind of, uh, it's kind of the same mold we're kind of looking for is at that Grant Williams spot. You know, I think he... He's great in the pick and roll, has a very, very quick leap. Like, he, he just jumps off the floor so fast before anybody else can, like, react to him. Um, he's really solid on the catch and shoot. He actually shoots 38% on catch and shoot, which for some people might not see as high, but that, that's pretty solid. And for a 6'10 guy who shoots 36% from deep and 52% from the free throw line, uh, man, it's got my mouth watering over him. I, I think he could be a really, really good piece for the Celtics, a great guy who can really have that chance to develop. He's He's been playing in the G League, so he's been playing with some really high-caliber players. 
I've even seen in some mock drafts him go as high as the 17th overall. Wow. Um, but there's, you know, his, his projection is right now around the 42nd spot. So, Oof. you know, maybe if he falls, you know, about two, three spots back, you know, like I said, this could be a guy that falls into the Celtics lap that they're looking oh. at and they're going, wow. The only thing that I really am not a fan of is that he, he's not a good rim protector. And he, he really just struggles to draw contact. So when he goes to the rim and everything like that, he just can't seem to. It's almost like when we first watched Jason Tatum, it, it seemed like he couldn't, he couldn't like get the contact and get the fouls. It was almost like he was like slithering around the contact. And now he's eventually learned that like I'm gonna go through these guys and force them to foul me. Um, it's kind of like a weakness that Isaiah Todd does, but he is 19, man. He's 19 years old. He's almost 20. It's it's. I think he's a good prospect to have on the roster. Someone that can develop for a year um, or two. I know some people are want a guy who wants to contribute right away. But I mean, with the roster, you know, with how next season's looking, I think this is a guy that you know you sit for um, a year and really maybe gets fifteen twenty minutes a game, if if that, and and try to develop him and see what we got out of a a, a big man that can actually stretch the floor. Totally. See, now Isaiah Todd is a player I'm much more willing to take that shot on than, you know, a combo guard. Um, Isaiah Todd, to me, is the perfect guy you want to take a shot on at 45 if you're the Celtics because, you know, he's only 206 pounds. Like you said, he's 19. He's going to have a chance to put on weight. You know, he'll be able to play the four because, you know, our center ro- our center rotation is pretty crowded as is. Um, so, you know, he'll play next to guys who, you know, can't protect the rim. No, Isaiah Todd at 45, uh, that's another one I'll be doing car wheels for, man. I would, and any player who played with the G League Ignite, I am boosting them a little bit already because, you know, as much as, you know, college basketball can prepare players for the NBA, guys, the, the vets on G League Ignite were Amir Johnson and Jarrett Jack. Like, you, those guys are going to be able to teach you invaluable lessons about being a professional basketball player that you will not learn um, in college. So, Isaiah Todd, man. I would love him uh, on on the Celtics at 45, but I just have a hard time seeing him slipping all the way, all the way there. No, absolutely, man. Uh, absolutely. Let's uh you got a you got another guy you want to throw in there? I mean, yeah, I'll throw my guy out there uh Renz Bleichenberg playing for uh the Belgian team Antwerp. Um, you know, he he reminds me a lot of Pokashevsky, 6 foot 11, he can dribble. Um, he can, you know, play make a little bit. Um, you know, he has a, ju- a jumper that's, you know, relatively inconsistent. I can't say I've, I've watched like a ton of this film. I've definitely watched some of it. Um, very intriguing. This is definitely an upside swing type of guy for uh, for the Celtics at 45, which, you know, that's the opposite of what I've been asking for. I've been asking for an NBA-ready guy. But if we were to take a swing, I would like him. He's just kind of like one of my later draft darlings. You know, his uh, his highlights are really, are really great. But, uh you know that's definitely a draft and stash type of guy. Hey man, it's a, it's the second round, man. We don't we don't we're not looking to find any guy that's going to come in and and play plus twenty minutes. You know the first season we're looking at all guys that are going to be um, sent behind a, a lot of the players and and just learning the ropes. Somebody we can watch in summer league and and really see what they can bring to this team. Um, at the end of the day, I think we we're both in agreement as far as. Uh, what we think the Celtics need is a power forward or, you know, a shooting guard type shooter. Um, just somebody to put next to either Marcus Smart to really open up the floor more or a power forward that can can really um, eventually get into a starter-like role. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, 
yeah, I think we need a, definitely a guy who can make open shots regardless of his position. He needs to be able to like, you know, make open threes um, or even just, you know, attack a closeout from an open three. Um, so that's why I think that a guy like Kessler Edwards or like your guy Weisskamp, I think those would be probably my, my two, uh, my two favorite options there at 45 if they fell. Oh, absolutely, man. That's the, what if they both fell there? You know what? Like, what? What if you had both of them sitting there? Which one are you going with? I mean, I feel like since I brought up Kessler Edwards and you brought up Weisskamp, I'm fully obligated to say Kessler Edwards. Um, honestly, I would say I would say Kessler Edwards because of his defensive versatility. I think that he already has the um, the instincts and the effort already there. Um, in Weisskamp, he has the effort. Um, but he definitely, I don't think, has the instincts or even physical ability that uh, Kessler Edwards does. So I, I would lean Kessler. Um, I also would uh, lean Kessler just for the simple fact that, like, his, his knock is his handle. And um, the knock for Wisecamp is, is the defense. And I think you can you can work on your handle a lot better than you can work on your defensive instincts. And we're not really even uh, we're not really even counting on uh, we wouldn't be counting on Kessler at all to like you know create his own shot or play make for others, especially not in his rookie year. Um, so that's like you're saying that's a, a concern that can be punted a little bit, and he can still play and be effective uh, if he's good at defense and he can shoot. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, that's as far as uh, the draft guys that I. I kind of had. I mean, I have a bunch more, but like, <laughs> we'd be here all night if we kept going right. through our whole I will entire say, board as far as the second round people. But yeah, um, as far as as the other guys, did you have more guys that you want? No, to I'm just gonna give an ob- obligatory Bones Highland shout out. Um, he's not dropping to 45, but he's one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, he's absolute microwave, six uh, three with a six nine wingspan. Um, if he was a, if he was there at like 33, 34. 35, I would love for Brad to pick up the phone and try and move up. But, you know, that's a pipe dream. I understand that. I just really, really liked Bones. Hi, man. I, I like Bones, too, man. I like Bones a lot, too. Um, but so that, that's guys, the, yeah, I was going to say, that's ahead. pretty much it for me. So if you got anyone else, then. Yeah, man. Some other guys that I just didn't uh, mention, I did want to shout out um, Nick's, the, the guard, point guard out of the G League night as well. Um, mm-hmm. Thought he, he could be an option there as well. Uh, Quentin Grimes, um, probably going to go way too early for the Celtics to get him. But if he falls to us, wonderful. I think he's going to be a, a great player himself. Uh, Charles ba- uh, Basley, uh, Basley, I'm probably um, getting that name wrong because I'm the – Bassey. Is it Bassey? See, I, yeah. I, just, I just get names wrong. That's just going to be my thing. I'm going to get all the players' <laughs> names wrong. And Lucas here to correct me every time. Cause, uh, Nigel Haynes. Nigel Haynes, yep. You know, that's that was that was wonderful. Uh, but some guys that I, I kind of like uh, fell in love with as well that the Celtics could potentially look to draft um, at the 45th overall in the draft tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, that does it for me. Lucas, did you have anything else you want to add before we, we close this out? Nope, I just can't wait to get actual NBA trades on the timeline, so I have to stop looking at fake ones. I've had about all I can with the trade machine the past couple weeks so I, i'm really excited for some moves to go down absolutely who's your who, who's your way too early rookie of the year from this draft Cade. is that boring Cade that's pretty boring that's pretty boring but I, his opportunity and his talent i don't Cade's got to be the front runner so i'm i would take Cade over the field to uh, be honest i'll, I'll go crazy i'll go crazy i'll go kaminga 
Ooh, that is kind of crazy. Huh? I go I like crazy, that. man. I go crazy. Why not? Right. You know, I'm going to no. throw him out there. I think he has the potential. He's the guy with the most high ceiling, I feel like. It's just he's also the really high risk. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Lucas and I really appreciate it for everybody who comes and supports. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we try to do these shows at least once or twice a week right now because it's the off season and it'll pick back up when the season starts. But don't forget to tune in on Apple Podcasts to make sure you rate, five-star rating, review us, you know, write something crazy if you want, anything you want, uh, anything you want us to talk about in the future episodes, go ahead and drop it in those comments as well. We, we could definitely do that as well. Hit us up on Twitter, man. You can DM either one of us if you had questions or anything type of that Celtics related. Um, I'm sure Lucas wouldn't mind. Um, oh, no, no, not at all. Out. I don't either. Um, also, Hoopball Celtics, make sure to follow them on Twitter so you can hear the shows when they get drop and everything like that. Um, you got anything else to say before we do? Yeah, I just want to you know thank everyone who shows up every time. Honestly, it really just means a lot to see everyone show up, even if it's for you know five ten minutes. Uh, Trina, Sean, uh, Trey, and Jesse, seriously, guys, it's awesome of you to show up. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Luca underscore Gainer. That's L U C A underscore G A Y N O R. And the podcast is also on Spotify. If you guys want to check it out there too, because that's where I listen to my podcast. All right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's get out of here, Lucas. Uh, we got to get some rest and uh, see what the Celtics end up doing tomorrow. All right, for sure. All right, you take it easy, Patrick. All right, man. Thank you guys for stopping by. Later. <laughs>